0: This is Together 24-7, episode 88.
1: I have a great new idea for a new contest.
0: I know you do. Tell me about it. Okay.
1: So we want to promote you guys, our listeners, and we want to promote your business. So what do you win in this contest?
0: You win a commercial on our podcast that'll be run for four straight Monday episodes.
1: And it's really forever because like embarrassing pictures on Facebook, it's going to be forever like on a podcast. And you can enter in one of three ways. Way number one is to go to iTunes, rate and review us, take a screenshot of your rate and review, and email it to us.
0: And the next way is either in iTunes or Google Play Music, subscribe to our podcast. And again, take a screenshot showing that you subscribe to it and email us.
1: The email address is info, I-N-F-O at together247.net. The third way to enter is to go to the website – www.together247.net and sign up for our newsletter so go ahead enter the contest and keep your fingers crossed because we know somebody's going to be a winner each and every month
0: good luck
2: welcome to together 24/7 the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives their personal lives and how to balance both without driving each other crazy here's your host Barry and Katherine Cohen. Showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Good morning, Catherine.
1: Good morning, Barry. How are you today? I'm good. Oh, good. We already recorded an episode. I know,
0: but I feel like we should act like this is a brand new day, a brand new everything. No. Nah. I still have the same cup of coffee in front of me.
1: I already finished. <laughs> You're going to need to give me another one. So that laugh came from one of our guests, and today we are talking to Christina and Drew Gregory. And hi uh, there. Hi, hi there.
0: Welcome. Welcome.
1: Nice. Their company is Deep Creek Ventures, and Deep Creek Ventures has uh, two kind of arms to it, legs to it.
0: Legs, arms.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Hooked arms on leg. Hooked on Wildwaters.com, and that is a TV show, and. Uh, com, and that is all about kayak sport fishing which Drew and Christina are going to explain in a second but let me tell you a little bit about our guests they both enjoy all things outdoors which I I guess makes for a good marriage because if she was a homebody and he wasn't they wouldn't be in a business together if she had
0: problems with porta potties it would be a problem
1: if you're outdoors you don't need a porta potty. Uh-huh. That's like concerts and stuff.
0: Oh. So you just need a bush.
1: More... Oh. You, you yeah. just need a
3: bush. Which exactly. well, ex- right? So, Christina, is that correct? That that is correct. You are right, but we actually kind of take that a step up and we actually travel in an RV now, which we are loving much more than using the outdoors as our restroom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, although taking a step back from that, I think using the outdoors as your restroom is far cleaner than a porta potty and That's and true. doesn't doesn't give you the dry heaves when you walk in. So that. So now let's get off the disgusting stuff. Um, they both enjoy all things outdoors. Christina likes uh, working with children and animals. She uh, enjoys photography and traveling to new places. Family is very important to her, and they have no children. Uh, they're together <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> no, they're looking forward to having children. They're together mm. one someday. Someday. <laughs> They are married and they've been together for a year and a half and they've been in business together for a year. So you guys jumped right into uh to business. Oh, we did. Absolutely. He wasn't messing
3: around.
2: <laughs> no. So you it was met kind of a, a quick step into it, which is not the typical, and you'll probably understand once we get into the interview, you know, some of the challenges that we face just kind of go into things so quickly.
1: Okay. Um, Drew, your, your mom has, uh, been an influence as far as sports goes and your dad is the influence in outdoors. So put them together and you're an outdoor sports guy.
2: Exactly. My master's degree is in sports management. I love sports and of course all things outdoors, which is why I work in kayak fishing.
1: You work in kayak fishing and you're also a part owner in a company called Jackson Kayak and you design kayaks and you're all things kayak. You're just the kayak dude.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Jackson Kayak's really you know what made all of this happen for me in a full time way, and Christine and I are sort of you know venturing off on the side with Deep Creek Ventures and these two endeavors, Hooked on Wild Waters and the River and Tournament Trail. But Jackson Kayak Sports all started. I couldn't have done it without them, and we kind of kind of both needed each other. Uh, I was the the fisherman and part of the equation, and they were a kayak manufacturer with whitewater kayaks, and we teamed up together and started developing fishing kayaks, and so it's pretty cool. I was able to have a Signature Series model that was a real hit and a top seller in the industry, and, and about six years later now, you know, a lot of the features on that kayak are actually what you see on any fishing kayak, and if it doesn't have those features, it just doesn't sell, so it's been really cool to see how everything's kind of you know, grown from that one uh, meeting between Jackson Kayak and I.
1: So you are the innovator in the kayak industry. Well, I, yes. He's
3: very yes. modest. <laughs> say, yes. Um, say
2: yes. Say yes. I thank you, Christina. You are <laughs> you're So also. Christina, you you must be <laughs> so, the yeah. PR I
3: for him. <laughs> My
2: tombstone one day will, and Wikipedia or something one day will probably tell me what I really am.
1: <laughs> That's right. Wikipedia will tell you exactly who you are if you, it, <laughs> if you don't know
0: it if you don't know it by now. And if you didn't know it Anybody can put anything on Wikipedia and edit anything and on, on Wikipedia. Wikipedia so, so, yeah. So, so, Christina, have at it.
1: Have at it. Say, yes, say great yes, things about the a two good of idea. you. Yeah. Okay. So, no children yet. And when are you planning the family?
3: We think in about two to three years from now. We want to still enjoy all the traveling and adventures <laughs> we get to have. And we actually just bought a home that... We are sitting on the floor of right now. (laughs) Um, Right, so you furniture everywhere.
1: (laughs) You guys are spending time fixing up the house.
3: Exactly, um, uh, uh, kayaking,
1: building it (laughs) up. Uh, Drew, you said your parents taught you that your what is most important is your faith and building a balanced life. And then you took your favorite hobby of kayaking and kayak fishing, which is specific, and it's been a career. So, why did you guys start? Uh Drew, you, you had a great and still have a, a a great uh um gig over in Jackson Kayak. Why did you start Deep Creek Ventures and why did you start it together? What uh tell us about that that first date where you looked at sure. Christina and you said, uh, you know, you'd be a great person to marry, have children with, and start a business.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you know, I started the the company before I actually met Christina. And it was, it's actually a funny story because, you know, when I met Eric Jackson and and the folks at Jackson kayak, and we were negotiating, if we could make this partnership work with fishing kayaks, it kind of came down to one of those things where, you know, they didn't have any money because, you know, for the fishing kayaks, they they don't have any in development yet because they don't have someone that knew about them. So it was sort of one of these things where it's like, Hey, what's the minimum you can live on and still survive and not starve and, uh, ended up you know, being like $12,500 or something like that. And it was, it was fine. I quit my job and for that amount of money and just took a leap of faith. So that was sort of an entrepreneurial move right there. But then, um, later on it ended up being, you know, I guess what started all of this and, but my backup plan was to actually start the river bass and tournament trail. That's actually when I started this, it, because what if this kayak that I designed with Jackson kayak doesn't turn out to be a hit? What if I don't make any money on this? What if, it never works. I needed a backup plan, and I knew if I started a river fishing, you know, kayak tournament trail, I could, I could eventually make it a career if the whole kayak thing fell through. And unfortunately, you know, Jackson Kayak was a great manufacturer. They did a great job. They have an amazing architect team there, uh, head up by a guy named Tony Lee, who's got so many years of experience designing kayaks. And it just worked out. Where this thing now is just sort of is gravy on top of what we're able to do, and it's just very, very much a marketing. Uh, venture for all the sponsors and and mainly Jackson kayak and it gets us traveling around the country. So I started actually way back then, but the TV show has been the past couple years. And then I met Christina and it was just, it just made sense because if I'm traveling all the time for work, uh, how in the world am I ever going to see my wife? You know, if she doesn't go along with me and I've got some great examples um, at Jackson kayak with Eric Jackson and Christine Jackson, they, they uh, work together and our VP of sales, Marty and Sonia, they work together and travel together and my mom and dad, of course, first and foremost, they live together and work together as well with my dad's ministry. So I've just only seen this happening. It just never has crossed my mind that it, it wouldn't work. And and of course, having your best friend along just made perfect sense to me. And she's got such good skill sets and such good good um, just talents that I was like, man, this would be so awesome and so useful in what we do. So I just had to ask her if that'd be something she'd consider.
3: We definitely complement each other, too, where he's the more... If you can dream it, you can achieve it. And somehow, if he thinks it can happen, he's going to find a way to make it happen. And I really admire that about him. He's very good about it, um, and it's really inspiring. And then for my side of things, I'm really—I mean, I was—I was a former teacher for the last number of years, and so I have like the good organizational qualities and scheduling, just kind of keeping everything together.
1: And so that's, that's your part of the, uh, that's your part of the business.
0: I I have to ask though, Drew, was, uh, Christina being on board with all this a prerequisite to marrying her?
2: (laughs) Well, this is funny. It's actually, we both remember the date very clearly when I asked her if she would ever consider leaving her job. I didn't know how, how tied to teaching she was. And, and, um, she said she would, you know, be totally open to that. And of course you know, seeing what I do, she knew it involved traveling and photography, all the things well, that tell, she loves. Yeah, well, and you can I'll tell that. my
3: side because I don't think I was ever as happy as the day that he asked me if I could see myself possibly working with a spouse because this is even, um this is kind of along the time where we started talking about marriage and how, you know, we really saw that we had something and we could see ourselves ending up together. So it was kind of like a whole little package conversation. But um, what was actually happening was I was really not enjoying my job. Um, teaching just has a lot more going into it now than a lot of people know or expect. And so it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I was actually very unhappy and just not really, you know, not really having a fun time with it. So I'm all about, you know, you have one life, you want to enjoy what you're doing, you want to be happy every day, especially since work is the place where you really spend most of your time. And so I, in the time before meeting Drew and then during the time we were dating, he didn't even know, but I was spending hours a night on indeed.com, just on the app and looking for other jobs, trying to figure out, you know, I have my teaching license, but what else could I do that would make me happy? And every single job I made a list and I showed him the notebook um, right after we got married. but the list literally just included anything with travel, outdoors, photography, travel writing. I mean, it was just everything that he's doing. So when he asked me about this, I just knew that it would really encompass everything that I'm already passionate about and that I love to do, and let alone doing that with who's my best friend now. So it worked out really well.
1: Sort of sounds like fate.
3: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, (laughs) So, Drew, you've been surrounded by entrepreneurs, including uh, your parents, uh, in, and not just entrepreneurs, but people who are married or together and in, and in business together. Have either of you been an entrepreneur in the past? Started your own business?
2: You know, I sort of have. I mean, I don't know what it is. I guess it's just because, like you said, my dad has his own business, and I just have always thought about life like that. I've never really just always been the one, you know— at the career fair to say, I'm going to do one of these sort of jobs, like kind of in a box, you know, and, and in college, this is kind of a funny story, but in college, I went to a university an undergrad called Lee university in Tennessee. And there was this, uh, these shoe stores in town that were called Becky shoes. And they were all around the Chattanooga area and that sort of, uh, region, I guess, and they would have these designer shoes in there for next to nothing like i don't understand they were like either used on the runways or they were factory seconds or something i have no clue and some of them were used shoes that i don't really understand it but there was dolce and gabbana there was prada there was all these you know gucci these brands that i knew were worth so much money and this is right when ebay started coming on to the scene And uh, I got a digital camera, my first digital camera, and I just started buying these shoes like in droves from these people. And they were wondering, why is this kid coming in here buying all these different sizes of shoes? And he picks these specific ones. And I I think one time I sold a pair of uh, Dolce & Gabbana like snakeskin sort of loafers. It was the funniest thing, the craziest thing I would never wear. Uh, But I just knew the value of it. I think I bought it for like $30 and sold it for $230 on eBay. And I would just flip these shoes over and over, back and forth so much and made... When, like It was never really, I guess, a legit, you know, quote unquote business or whatever. But it kind of was with, you know, in college, just out of my dorm room. Sounds like this a business
3: the- to me. I've ever heard this story, too. So that's pretty, pretty fun. I never knew about that.
1: That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. You heard it here first, literally. Yes, exactly. Even the wife heard <laughs> it here first.
3: <laughs> exactly. Um, for me, it was definitely different. Um, I kind of did choose that, you know, career path that you see at the career fair, and I decided to go into teaching. Um, I mean, when I was younger, I used to babysit and I would make up flyers and things like that. So in that sense, but I don't really count that. Um, Really, I went into teaching, and I just always knew I wanted to be a teacher, and I did it, and I love being with the kids, and I love teaching itself, Um, so I still sometimes tutor on the side and things like that, Um, but now, actually, it's exciting because I still get to work with kids in, in what I'm doing now, and we'll probably hit that a little bit later. Um, but other than that, my dad does own his own business. And quite frankly, it terrified me every time I heard about <laughs> it, uh, just because it's so foreign to me. I mean, he was always, you know, applying for different licenses and having to pay all these different bills and have all of these different people doing different jobs. And before he was able to hire other people, it was him doing everything. So it's definitely a whole new world to me. And, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot about it. And I'm kind of being fast tracked into it. So Um, I'm really happy that I have somebody like Drew who's very entrepreneurial already and very, you know, very savvy with those kinds of things that he can kind of fill me in and teach me all about it.
1: Okay. So he's filling you in. Um, That's good segue to the next question. Who does what? How is that decided? And how do those, do those responsibilities that overlap, how do you monitor those?
2: Well, I mean, honestly, it, it comes down to the skill sets and like she said, I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. She's way more organized than I am. She's just <laughs> better at scheduling. She's better at a lot of things that I'm not, which is actually perfect. And one reason, of course, that, that, I mean, I love her in so many ways and, in on the work side of things and in just personal life, you know, we kind of complement each other. So we just sort of delegate that way, What she's strong at, she does. And obviously what I'm strong at, I do. And there are overlapping tasks and, and what's cool about having us on the show, honestly, is that we're so new to this. I'm sure you guys have interviewed couples that have been doing this for 20, 30, and 40 years. What's unique about us is we're just now trying to figure out the answers to a lot of the questions that you're asking us. and It's been definitely a challenging and interesting time, but basically we just go to wherever our strong suits are, and we're learning and adapting and changing and being very patient with each other because eventually, of course, it'll it'll flesh itself out, and we'll, we'll figure it out and, and be in the right track.
3: The delegating, I think, is one of the parts that, at least for me, is the most challenging, Um, mainly because I went from, you know, a normal workday job where I would go to work. I knew exactly what I had to do, when my deadlines were, Um, and now it's one of those things where I work from home and I work from the road, and it's definitely a little bit challenging. I've heard that from many people who work from home, so I'm just kind of learning on, you, you know, kind of how to stay on top of myself and how to make sure I'm getting as much done as I possibly can. And still getting to enjoy the time because um, it is pretty hard to decide when the workday is done and when personal life can begin.
0: That's what happens when you work from home. Catherine and I have been working from home for years. And 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 now we're starting to
1: say, okay, weekends, no. Uh, Nighttime, no.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Just close the office door and just... Okay, pop open a beer, open a bottle of wine, just relax. Just relax. Exactly. exactly,
3: it's hard to do when it's your own baby. Like when your job is, you know, something that you're trying to grow, and it, it gets harder. Not when the times are more difficult with work, but when they're. I mean, when you're seeing it prosper, that's the time it's most difficult because that's when you feel excited by it and you just want to keep working. But we did that several times, and I'm sure it'll happen several more. Where. We find ourselves working until 1 or 2 in the morning, and we wake up and do it all over again. That's it? Uh, only this, 1 or 2? Well, yeah. several times. Several times, yeah. So One or two weeks in a row. <laughs> so with Deep
1: Creek Ventures, tell us briefly uh, a little bit about Hooked on Wild Waters and then the River Basin Trail.
2: Sure. Well, you know, Hooked on Wild Waters is pretty much the best title for a show that explains what I'm all about. And it's just exploring places on this planet – Um, you know, mainly here in the U S that no one ever sees. And the only way you can really see it is with a kayak. And so they're very wild places. You know, I I just kind of got bored with fishing the same lakes where you see the exact same dock and the same scenery and landmarks. And the fishing is not as good because the, um, the pressure of the, the bass boats that are out there and other fishing boats, it's just not as good when you get to the wild places that most people can't access. You know the the rivers and creeks mainly, swamps, beaver ponds, anything like that that's just very wild. Fishing is so much better. So Hooked on Wild Waters was a perfect title for the show. And I just wanted to share my passion with other people about fishing the wild places and kind of you know helps grow the sport of kayak fishing in general. And the River Bass and Tournament Trail was along the same lines. I mean, there are so many tournaments for fishing in the ocean and in lakes, for bass boats and for all different species, but no one has ever – had a real true national tournament trail for those folks that love to fish the wild places that I do. So that's why I started the river bass tournament trail. It's very eco-friendly. You, you know, you catch the fish and you're in this kayak and you've got your smartphone with you and you, you take the fish and you bring it out of the water and you put it on a measuring device. that's in inches. And then they simply snap a photo of their fish. So let's say it's 18 inches big. And then, um, they let it go right there and they've got the photo and they upload it to our live scoring, uh, you know, through the smartphone. And then we see the results. It looks like a golf leaderboard the whole time, just moving up and down, people moving up and down. So it's really cool technology. It's eco-friendly, and uh, it's kind of starting to grow around the country now. So we're excited about that.
3: I'm it's try- pretty cool. It's it's basically a giant community, a giant family at this point. Um you see a lot of the same people returning to fish the different tournaments and then you see a lot of new people, but it's great because everybody's so friendly and welcoming and it's one of those tournaments where people are actually sharing, you know, what lures they caught the fish on and where they actually were and I mean some people can choose to keep that a secret too and that's completely fine, but it's just very friendly, and it has yeah. a very cool family feel to it. Um, so it's, it's been a really good time meeting all those people and getting to build the relationships.
0: Catherine, can you imagine me doing that? I would, I would get yeah. a fish in the boat. It would move. I would jump. I'd drop my phone in the water. <laughs> I'd drop my paddles in the water. I, I, that would be it.
1: You, you would potentially jump out into the water, except that um, you don't swim.
0: No. Well, that's and, why you wear a life vest.
1: And yeah, and it would depend on my mood as to whether or not I would save you because I, I, <laughs> my job in in high school and part of college was being a lifeguard.
0: That's why I always so, carry the car keys with me.
1: That's right. So yeah, whether or not I would save you d- would depend upon my mood. So
3: exactly. <laughs> We've only been married for about seven months, but I already understand that feeling. I think. <laughs> 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 oh my
2: goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Used to be a lifeguard, used to be a teacher, now you guys are trying to be comedians.
1: And we're very good at it, Drew. So thank oh, you I very agree. much for that.
0: And, and just wait, we're pushing 20 years now. Yeah. So you just wait. You just wait.
3: Congrats. Thank cool. you. That's exciting. She needs
0: it. Thank you. Yeah. No, I need
1: prayers. <laughs> Drew, talk to your Drew, talk to your father. Um
0: So I, I want to see you guys have not been together very long, but let's see. Yeah. Let's see how well you answer this next question.
3: Ooh, okay.
0: <laughs> Tell me what your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement was and how you work through it.
3: Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we were talking about all these sorts of things. Um, we have some disagreements, but it's more so disagreements. Since I'm so new to this, there are a lot of things that come up like financials um, where, you know, we're putting our own savings into the business and for me, it's just one of those scary things because I'm so used to just a regular paycheck coming in um, that it freaks me out a little bit. And so Drew's been really good to help me through those kinds of things. But so far, since we are new to this, it's mainly just been misunderstandings or just things that we need to talk through. But I would say the biggest thing would have to be the fine, very blurry line of where work ends and where our life you know, begins. And it's just hard because each night, Drew will be on his phone and you know the people that he works with, they they have normal jobs during the day and then they're doing things on the side. So he'll be getting calls at 10 o'clock at night and text messages at midnight. And, and I understand that that's part of it. But at the same time, it gets very frustrating sometimes just because it's like we still want to have our relationship. I don't want to feel like a coworker. I also want to feel like a wife. And we definitely have a lot of conversations about how to kind of draw that line and still make time for our relationship and not just... Our relationship within our, you know, our business.
0: So how do you draw that line?
3: Hmm. We, we talk a lot about making sure we have date nights. So we do date nights pretty often, especially since we don't have kids now. We know that from what we hear from other people, we really need to take advantage of the time before we have kids. Um, we cook together, we eat together. And when we go do date nights out, especially, we don't talk about work. We try to limit that as much as possible, even though it's pretty hard because it's also our whole life, um, our whole life. But it, it is difficult. I don't know if right. do it's true. It's,
2: well, it's especially tough because let's think about it we're doing something we love and we're super passionate about for a living. So, you know, other people, if maybe they're an entrepreneur and they make, you know, door hinges or something I don't know something just totally random that I mean maybe they could be crazy passionate about that I don't know but I mean we're actually doing something that was super fun we love to do it so it's hard to cut that off because I enjoy it I mean I used to work you know 80 90 100 hours a week and that's kind of what got me to where I am I would respond to everybody constantly on online as I'm growing uh, my brand if you will and at the time I didn't know I was growing a brand I just you know was doing it because I was passionate about it and loved it to fish and now it's It's just tough, but we definitely have to set limits and draw a line in the sand, like exactly what she said. Like, hey, we're working until this time, and that's it. And I've got to be very respectful of, you know, even though people used to contact me at all hours of the day and I would respond to them, I've got to be respectful now of my wife and our relationship. And of course, I want to spend time with her too. So I've got to just cut it off and turn it off because otherwise we would never have that time.
3: One of the things that we have tried doing is basically if we get a call during dinner or just as we're about to start dinner, just for example, um, we don't answer the call unless we think it's actually an emergency. And that's honestly been one thing that's been insanely helpful. And I don't know how it's made that much of a difference, but it really has. So even little things like that, they really add up.
2: And airplane mode.
3: Yeah. I've learned mode. about
2: airplane mode at night. <laughs> all right. That's uh, been a big key. I never used to do that. And it just would ding all night long. And Yes. And now – I know about airplane. Yeah, I, 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 I love
0: that idea of only answering the phone if it's an emergency because odds are, if the phone's ringing, it's going to be a salesperson, a robocall, or exactly. I mean, is there really a kayak emergency?
3: No, exactly. not usually. Yeah, it,
0: it, exactly. If
3: wants to talk about kayaks, yeah, so and I, that's fine. But there are some times where it's just not really. Yeah, the I mean, best the, time. the only
0: emergency I could think of is you know the kayak capsized, they're drowning. But really, are they going to call you for that? <laughs> right. At so, dinner time, that would be but, what, kind of yeah. Exactly. At time, what
2: can I do yeah. about that other than call Catherine since she's a lifeguard? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was what? <laughs> well, I could still do it if you had to.
1: Yeah, yeah. I still, I still <laughs> no, know sir. all the, I still know all the carries and you know how to get somebody from wherever they are to shore, and I can still, oh, there you go. yeah, I, I can still swim because we used to have riptides out on Long Island, so oh, I could swim that. Okay.
0: Go ahead. All right, we're going to we're <laughs> going to switch gears. Let's go more positive now. What are some of the <laughs> joys that you've experienced living and working together, being together 24/7? Just share with our listeners how this has changed your lives.
3: I've been absolutely loving it. I have um so many of my friends, honestly, one of my girlfriends she tells me frequently, she's like, I'm so worried for you. And I said, why? And she always says, well, you just are with him so much. And she's like, and you still have your girl time and whatnot. But she's like, I just am worried that you guys are like working together too much and traveling together too much. And she says, I know if I were with my husband that much, like we would already be divorced at this time. (laughs) And it's so opposite for me because um, I just love traveling so much. And um, I was joking about this with Drew's sister just the other day. It's everything that I do with him, I already was doing on my own before I even knew he existed. So it's just really fun. We're getting to do what we love, but we have a best friend for the journey. And it's it's been so much fun. Um, when we're working from home, it's definitely not the same as you know when we're out on the road and getting to see the national parks and all these wild animals. And I mean, that to me is my favorite. I just love exploring new places. I love You know, being adventurous, going on hikes, climbing, um, kayaking these amazing waters. My favorite has just really been getting to have all of these adventures with somebody I love so much and can share all of these memories with. Um I'm I'm just looking forward to having kids someday and getting to share all these stories with them. Just in the last year alone we've been kayaking with dolphins and manatees and I mean just in crystal clear hot springs waters. It's just been awesome. We've gotten to do so many once in a lifetime things in such a short period of time already.
2: Yeah, I'll throw in this too. I mean somebody uh, a few of our friends actually did mention this and and they said, you know, you know they've got you know certain things going on different nights of the week. You know what I mean. They got the normal nine to five, and of course they don't see their spouse. And then they've got you know whether it's a soccer league or a book club for her or something. And they're they're sometimes they're just more like strangers passing in the night. But of course they have their weekends together. And but they just always said, you know what, I, it'd be cool if we did spend more time together. So I thought we could either have a job like that where if she had a nine to five and I was doing this, we would be just sort of passing in the night. Or we could have the, you know, which has its challenges, of course, right? You don't get to spend as much time with your spouse. But then again, the opposite holds true. Now that we work together, uh, we have challenges as well. But I would rather have these challenges any day and spend more time with Christina than than not. So that was kind of the decision we had to make. And I'm glad we did it this way for sure. Agreed. And you're going to
0: find that people are going to change their tunes from saying, how can you do that to I wish I can do that. I wish I had that relationship like you have. That That's what you're going to oh, find. Yeah. Uh, so
3: yeah, that happens a lot too, already at this point, we have a lot of people who think it's all just like fun and games and and adventures all the time, which, which luckily, I mean, it it is half of the time, but it's also a lot of hard work that goes into it. So yeah, you definitely get both sides of the spectrum and even the same people at one moment say that they don't know how you can do it. And then others, (laughs) and then right away they're, you know, changing their tune exactly like you said.
0: Yeah. It's really a fun thing. I mean, we, Catherine and I have been together 24 seven since, since 2003, 2003 at least, three, yeah, at least, yeah. in our own businesses since 2000 or since 1997. So, right. you know, we, we've oh, been wow. doing this a long time and we've gone through those phases and people still say, how can you do that? Actually, they say <laughs> they say to Catherine, how can you put up with him? But, you know, that's
1: <laughs> what what you'll find is very interesting. And don't tell your friends you've observed this, but the people um, who will insist over and over and over again that they could never work with their spouse, um, also hold much disdain for their spouse. That's like, true. <laughs> it's, it's like y- you two go home and go, how are they still even married?
3: Right.
1: So, yeah, so that happens too. And we go home smiling. And we go home smiling, right?
3: Exactly. Oh, yeah.
0: So now are there any particular books that you guys have read that have helped you in your business that you'd like to share with our listeners to let them know, you know, share the wealth, so to speak?
3: Um, right now we're not doing as much reading just because it's our busy season. Um, I actually picked up the time magazine, uh, national parks thing yesterday. And that for me is just to see where we can, you know, have more adventures next. But, um, in the busy, busy season, it's a little bit harder. One of the things since this is so new to us is we've honestly been reading a lot of our marriage books. Um, we did premarital counseling, And, um, you know, we've, we've had some books recommended to us. So right now just learning to be together so often and in a new marriage, nonetheless, with a new house and a new job for myself, that's helped a lot. Um, but I do know that Drew has a book that he's pretty excited about.
2: I've read several, you know, business books and, you know, one that I really liked was by Jim Collins. It was called from good to great. And you guys may have heard of that book, but it, you know, just kind of goes over, uh, I think it, they did the studies in the, maybe it was the 90s, but they just, for years and years, were just trying to figure out what makes some companies good and what made some companies great when they were the same in the same industry, and they just looked at all the factors, different styles of leadership, and it was a really good book, From Good to Great. You guys out there, I definitely highly recommend it, um, and then on a personal note with you know relationship, living, and working together, I thought uh, Bob Goff, I believe, had a great book called Love Does. And that was really, really cool. We talked about love, you know, actually acting and doing things. And it was just really, really fun read, too. So check those out if you guys want. And, Very you know,
0: you, you said something, uh, Christina, you actually said something which I'm finding kind of funny because a few episodes ago, I think it was episode 85, we were discussing how business slows down in the summertime. Where people had the impression that business slows <laughs> down in the summertime. And you said, well, this is our busy season. And here we exactly. are in the summertime. Yep. So it I, is. I, I had to comment on that and that'll also get people to go back and listen to episode 85. So.
3: Absolutely. That's perfect. I'm glad I can tie <laughs> yeah. in. Thank no,
0: you no, for the segue. Great. We appreciate that.
2: <laughs> and summer and, when the kayaking happens, you know, the kayaking happens in the summer, the fishing, it's all yeah. spring, you know, spring and summer for us. That's when people are buying kayaks. So we got to be out there and it's, you know, it's a weekend gig too. We're out there most every weekend somewhere. Right. So, you know, it's not just during the weekday. It's, it's all mostly you know, weekends. Twenty four seven, you know, like mm-hmm. all during the week two and weekends. And then you have the spring and summer
0: down on the other hemisphere. That's right. The other time of year. That's right.
1: <laughs> you right. could keep it up and, and go south. Way south.
0: Right.
2: And if you guys can give she's, I think a- she's looking at me saying, Don't don't give uh Drew any ideas. <laughs> Too late. Sorry. Please. Go down under. Stop.
0: Yeah. So if you guys could give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be?
2: Hmm. I would say for me, it would be mostly just just be patient. And, you know, as you're developing a business together, uh, you know, with kayaking, for example, this is a good example. I always tell people, they're always asking me, Drew, what should I put a fish finder here? Should I put a rod holder here? Should I put this here? And I say, just go out there and fish when you're kayak first. Like everyone's just so eager to start building all these accessories onto their kayak and all these things. I say, Go fish first and it'll it'll reveal itself. As you're out there, you're gonna be thinking to yourself, Man, I really wish this I had a fishing rod holder right here because you don't have one. And if you'd already put it somewhere else and it would have been in the wrong spot and wouldn't be as efficient. So we're pretty much the same way. We go out there every day and we learn something new. We're like, wow, we really need this resource here from you or I. And we just kind of place it where it needs to be. And it takes patience. So I would just say mainly just be patient. But honestly, you know, we're still learning. So, you know, check back with us in, in another <laughs> 50 or 100 episodes and, uh, and you know, maybe see we'll have we are. different answers. Well, see, I
0: learned something right there because I just assumed the fishing hook was on the end of the paddle when you were kayaking. I had no idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> fishing rod. I sit in Lovely. front of computers all day, Catherine. And this I know is, this nothing. is why we live I, in the desert. I know nothing of outdoor <laughs> adventures.
3: Well, hey, when when we are in your direction, we'll let you guys know and we can all go out kayaking it. together we could teach you some stuff
1: that would be fun i look at yeah. kayaks and think that might be fun and no then... you
0: look at a kayak when we're <laughs> sitting on the beach in jamaica or something we and... did
1: go kayaking no, we... haiti, sorry in, in haiti. haiti yes Labadee. we did go uh kayaking once in in labadie and that was a lot of fun we enjoyed it yes nice. we didn't kill yeah. each other we were in separate kayaks <laughs> oh.
3: that's the trick That
1: is. that's the trick being in separate kayaks so yes. um we've talked about business. We've talked about relationships. We've talked about marriage. Let's talk about food. My favorite subject. You did did mention earlier that you guys like to cook together. So what is your favorite meal to cook together?
3: We love cooking together. I'm not the best cook, but it's one of my favorite things to do with Drew. Um, He's actually just, oh, he drives me crazy. It's, it's exciting and really frustrating at the same time because I look in the fridge and I see three things, and I have no idea. I'm like, oh, we need to go to the grocery store right now. We don't have anything. And he's like, what are you talking about? Out of those three things, we can make, you know, these five different dishes. And it's pretty cool to watch him concoct all these things, but I wish I could do that. I'm not very good at it. Yeah, I
2: mean, I would think that one of our favorite dishes would be one that my mom would always make for us. And it's called Mexican Fiesta. And it's just a hodgepodge of different things that you cook. Everything put all together in a big, I don't know, it's kind of a Mexican sort of salad, if you will. But, um, and that kind of, is one thing we took from my side of the family. And then one thing that her mom loves to make is, uh, how do you say it? Spätzle. From German, yeah, Spätzle. Yeah.
3: And it (laughs) is so,
2: yeah, kind of, uh, it's pretty good. We love making that too. So I think those are two of our favorites for sure.
1: And that's um, is that's the uh, they're not really noodles. If I'm like a, if I'm like thinking a potato noodle? they're or like something? a potato noodle. They're sort of like a yeah. gnocchi, but a little bit but German, but German, right? Exactly.
3: Yeah, my mom, um, her family is from Germany, and my dad is from Mexico. So we get like a whole <laughs> yeah. mix of amazing foods. I don't hate it for a second. What no, not at all, and it it's
2: cool with the space. Like. like You can throw in whatever. I could just cook up some shrimp, yeah, and just put it in there and just make it all different ways. So it's really good. And I
0: thought for sure one of their favorite meals was going to be some sort of seafood. I just thought for
2: sure with all
3: oh, the fishing going on. That's actually our very favorite. Cooking it is a little bit easier. So we have more fun cooking other things. Um, but we are obsessed with our favorite meal is probably crab legs, red potatoes, and corn on the cob. It's, I mean, we would eat it every day if we could. Just boil up and small base Yeah,
1: this I was going to say a boil, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Amazing. next question before we take our uh, commercial break. Red, white, or beer.
2: Hmm. Is there all the above answer?
3: <laughs> all the above is a perfectly <laughs> a good, good answer. Any? For me, it's white wine for sure.
1: White wine for sure. Nice, relaxing, yeah. especially if you're uh, someplace where it's way too hot and you've got a nice cold glass of white wine. That's always
3: exactly. Fun.
2: That's not bad. Beer. Yeah, I like red wine on the wines a little bit over the white, but hey, nothing nothing wrong with a, a nice IPA beer every once in a while as well. Very
1: good. Barry made a face because IPA is the only beer that he does not like. IPAs and in sours.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, no sours. I can't stand.
1: Yeah. but uh, could-
3: I'm not a beer person at all, so I can yeah, do ciders. No. But- ciders
1: are nice. Yeah, I agree with you there, Christine. I, I definitely agree with you there. So let's take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, Drew has a pet peeve he'd like to let our listening audience know about. Hey everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, Together 24/7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com/together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com together.
0: Listeners, you have a business, you need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag and drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year. So you know, you're in good hands. They already have low prices. And now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Welcome back. And now it's time for our pet peeve of the day. Drew, you want to tell us what you've got?
2: Okay, well, this is a pet peeve that sort of has to do with my industry, if you will. And it's not like major. I think we're kind of making a lot of headway in this area, but most people out there, I won't say most, okay, but a lot of people out there, when they think of fishing, they just think of this is very boring and patient. You're, you know, you got a bobber and you're waiting for the fish to come and you're sitting on the bank. But honestly, kayak fishing could be nothing, you know, it could be nothing further from the truth because it's a very active sport. You know, you, it's a very athletic you know, you need a lot of um, stamina, really, and, and you burn a lot of calories out there doing it. So it's totally different. There is no, you know, boring part of it. You, you know, whether you're moving down the river, you know, trying to avoid obstacles and going down rapids, uh, and then also just the casting and the paddling part of it. So it's totally different. I just want to make sure everyone knows it's a, it's a very eco friendly. I think some people think it's just very. You know, fishing just is kind of a lazy man's sport, but not the style of fishing that we're talking about. It's very eco-friendly, and you get a lot of exercise. So, that's one thing. I just want to clear up there. It's a pet peeve. Someone just have that. They just have that idea that oh, your husband fishes Well, he just sits around and, and waits for it. We don't use any live bait, really. We use mostly artificial lures, so it's very, it's very much the term sport fishing, and so it's you know, it's challenging. I have to admit, I'm one of them.
1: You're one of those people. I,
0: I just say, and in fact, on our, our pre-interview, uh you actually used the term "redneck" as well in, in your description <laughs> of what people think of as, as fishing. And I admit it; that's where I think fisher fishing fishermen are not fishermen fishing as a hobby. Uh, that right. that was always. Well, the,
1: the, but that's a lot of what we grew up with too. I mean, we had we grew we grew up on the East Coast. We grew up in New York. We have uh, the Long Island fishermen, and uh, um, who Billy Joel immortalized. But that's the
0: professional. But that's
1: the professional. Yeah. Those are the fishermen. But then, what we right. saw in the summertime was all these boats out on, you know, out on the Sound, um, out in the out in the Atlantic, and you fishing, know, fishing, pe-
0: drinking, fishing, too drinking, too much drinking, chum in the water, right?
1: And you know, so but that's what we grew up with. That's what we right. know. So right. that's why we have the assumption. So don't judge us for assuming.
3: No no problem. Well, Well, keep an eye out. You'll see you're seeing a lot more kayaks out on the water now. And it's definitely becoming a a huge sport now, which is exciting to watch. So I'm excited to see where it all goes.
0: And it's interesting. You said you don't use any live bait. I would just use little children. (laughs) The ones that are loud and whiny. Right. There you, go. <laughs> you know the ones in the supermarket.
1: I know I know, yeah, I know exactly which ones. You just sort of dip them in the water and yeah, 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 pull yeah. them out. Yeah,
0: the ones from the cereal.
3: They're the aisle. ones that, that make you second guess wanting to have kids.
1: <laughs> Those are the ones. Yes. <laughs> Those are the ones. So with that, Christina, Drew, thank you so much for sharing this new adventure of yours, the new adventure of marriage, the new adventure of of this business that you're growing together and and figuring out how, how you're doing that. Um and letting us know, you know, sport kayak fishing, totally t- something I've never. I know kayaking, I know fishing, I know sport fishing. Give it, I never, give it a
0: few years; it'll be an Olympic sport. It'll be an
1: Olympic sport in a few years.
3: <laughs> Let's hope so.
1: Um, so, Deep Creek Ventures. You've got the um, hooked dot com tournament, the the River Basin Tournament Trail. And Jackson Kayak, if you guys are out there looking for a kayak, look for Drew's designed sport fishing kayaks from Jackson Kayak. All of this stuff is going to be on our show notes page on the website together247.net.
0: Whew. That was a mouthful. That
1: was a mouthful. So with <laughs> it, that's why I have coffee in the morning. So with that, guys, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. And we wish you the best of luck in all your future endeavors.
3: Thank you so all much right. for having us. We really enjoyed it. And we actually learned a lot from from you two. So we're excited. We did. Thanks guys. Thank you. you. Bye-bye.
0: We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net. Check us
1: out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas